0: It's Knox, and it's 106, kind of early, Saturday morning. I want to talk about Brian Eno and, and give any of you writers out there the outline of a novel you can write, an allegory. That if you do it right, it will make you rich. It's the story of Brian Eno, except we have to make up something at the end that probably isn't going to happen to Brian Eno to make it complete and make it commercial. Eno is one of the more interesting guys in pop music in the 20th century second half of pop uh, 20th century anyway he, he was an art student and uh, he was uh, f- one of the early members of, perhaps a founding member of Roxy Music along with Brian Ferry and uh, who's you know one of the great vocalists of all time and they had this incredible band in the early 70s glam band Roxy Music and um You know, Eno was as popular as Brian Ferry. Uh, And, in fact, you know, sometimes Brian Ferry would be singing and Eno would be, uh, the girls in the audience would be screaming for Eno, who played synthesizer. Um, And uh, Eno was not really a musician, but he had great taste and he could figure out, you know, great parts. Uh for the music. He, um, but anyway, he lasted two albums with Roxy Music and then parted ways. They just, they couldn't, they couldn't make their way to a Lennon-McCartney or a Jagger-Richards type of partnership, which is too bad because if they could have, well, it would have been different. Anyway, he went on to for a solo career, and he started putting out um, some really amazing music. Uh, uh, taking Tiger Mountain by Strategy, Here Come the Warm Jets, Another Green World, Before and After Science, the Music for Airports. Is, uh, that was his second ambient album. Um I I loved Dino back in those days. Uh, somewhere in there, he's he uh, he worked with uh, David Bowie on the Berlin trilogy album. I mean, well, two two were rec- recorded in Berlin. Uh, the last one, Lodger, was I think recorded in Switzerland, if I recall correctly. But it's considered part of the Berlin trilogy for some reason. Um, and then, you know, became a very much in-demand producer. He'd worked with Devo, and... Later on, he went and worked for U2, and along with, um... What's that guy's name? Robbie... Robbie... Robertson. No. Oh, what's that? I can never remember his name. Anyway. They helped create the U2 sound. And this is where it went bad. Because this was a Faustian deal. You cannot serve God and mammon. Working for you, too. Eno was serving mammon. And so he lost his gift. And he's never made a decent record since. And uh, he's made a lot of money. He's produced a lot of other people. So that's the story. Basically, you tell the story of Brian, you know, from the glam days of rock and roll through the experimental works and Bowie and Devo and then U2, the biggest band in the world, how he lost his gift, then, well, you have to have a woman come and save him and get him back to serving God again so he gets his mojo back and creates a great work of art again. I'd like to hear it myself. This is Knox, over and out.